Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. Your host, as always, is Fred. Our desire is to encourage, exhort, and educate on biblical prayer through this podcast. The mission of the podcast is to help everyone God allows us to help achieve a growing, biblical, dynamic, and satisfying prayer life. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, you can reach us at freerangeprayer at gmail.com. If you would like, you can make a positive review wherever you get your podcast. That would be appreciated. Welcome to today's episode of Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this beautiful day. We do bow before Thee and pray and ask that You show us where our souls belong now. You make known to us where we belong now, and that is with You in the heavenly places. And we ask that You teach us to remember that because of Your grace and because of Your mercy, we are now fit for eternal life. And no matter how great we have it here in this life, in this temporal life, in this earthly life, our souls will never be fully satisfied here in the flesh. And help us to seek our new home, our new place where we are citizens in heaven. And help us to act and to pray and to trust in your mercies and your grace. And we thank you for this godly dissatisfaction with our earthly lives. Being stuck, as Paul said, in the body of this death and longing to be free and see you face to face in heaven. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. My name is Fred, and I'm the host of the podcast. I neglected last time to mention that, the last episode, and actually I was so caught up in the blessings and privilege of being the host, being able to teach God's Word, that I forgot to tell you my name. And as I thought about it just before we started that's probably not a bad thing. It's probably a good thing. Being caught up so much in the blessings is on those blessings and not ourselves. Also in the last episode, I went amiss and I didn't let you know that all our scripture quotes come from the New American Standard Bible, the 1977 version. So we got that fixed as well. Fixed and fixed. In today's episode, we get to go back to the book of Psalms. I know that that's a surprise for you, but we do. And we see very many times in the Old Testament that the characters there, the characters who love God there, have an, an intuitive, it's probably not, well, I know it's not humanly intuitive, but from the Holy Spirit, they have an intuitive knowledge that goes beyond the revelation that they have so far in the Bible. We're going to see this today. We're going to look at this today. And the passage we're going to look at, it's going to be three verses. They actually give us a prayer a prayer request that we can pray for ourselves and all our brothers and sisters that we love and care about. And we can also take great heart and great encouragement. This is our Wednesday encouragement after all, that we know God is going to answer this prayer. The answer is going to be yes, especially when we pray it from a sincere heart. But we want to begin with a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of 411, as you kids say, because when we're saved from the wrath of God and we're reconciled to him, we are recreated in our souls. We have a new inner man. You've heard me say that before if you've listened at all for a very long time. We have a new inner man. 
In 2 Corinthians 5.17, Paul puts it this way, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. And in my prayer at the beginning, I talked about being fitted for heaven, which we are, because those old things have passed away and the new things have come. And Ezekiel shows that God promised this specifically to Israel, but I think to all Christians. Well, I know it's to all Christians. And he says in Ezekiel 10, 19 and 20, And I shall give them one heart and shall put a new spirit within them. And I shall take the heart of stone out of their flesh and give to them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinances and do them. Then they will be my people and I shall be their God. And the reality is we need that new spirit, that new heart of flesh, or we don't even actually think about the things of God, let alone do them. And to the extent that in his mercies and in his moving on our lives, that we walk in his ways, it's because the Holy Spirit and that new heart of flesh that we have. And in Romans 6 and 7, Paul also makes the point that our new inner man, the new inside, that heart of flesh, has been reborn and is in complete agreement with the Word of God. One of the tensions that we deal with is our our sin, which indwells our flesh, but our inner man, we want to do what God wants us to do. And another tension that that causes in our lives is that we are no longer comfortable in the flesh. And our new inner man really longs for the things of God and longs for the heavenly things, even if in our flesh we do long for the earthly things. The new person, the new inner person, longs for heavenly things. And that's why we're never really satisfied in this life, no matter how good we might have it. And we see in Philippians... 3.20, Paul's telling the Philippians to be focused on those heavenly things. And he says this, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble estate into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. That's why part of the reason you're not happy here, I'm not happy right now, here, fully. Even with all the blessings of God, we are not home yet. And our citizenship is in heaven, and our soul eagerly waits for that. Because we're waiting for the Lord Jesus. And he will give us a new body. And we also see this truth, again, Scripture interprets Scripture. We see this truth reinforced in John 17, back to our high priestly prayer. And I think we use this first the last episode as well. But Jesus says, I have given them thy word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world. Even as I am not of the world, I do not ask thee to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in truth. Thy word is truth. And as God is merciful... I think I've been using if God is merciful when I talk about future things. But as God's will, we might have time to look at the theology of that passage, the deep theology of that passage. But for now, it's enough to know that we are not of this world. And that does explain some of the feelings that we have and some of the sorrows that we have. They're natural because we're homesick. 
And the psalmist understood this in Psalm 119. I believe it's David. He understood this from his inner man. He understood his longing could not be satisfied with what the world has to offer. And in verse 19 and 20 of Psalm 119, he cries out, I'm a stranger in the earth. Do not hide thy commandments from me. My soul is crushed with longing after thine ordinances at all times. And our new inner man, the new inner person, wants so much to be in conformity to the will of God that we feel crushed at times. We want his ordinances. We want his word. And those two verses, 19 and 20, I am a stranger in the earth. Do not hide thy commandments from me. My soul is crushed with longing after thine ordinances at all times. Actually, explain verse 18, the motivation of verse 18, where again, he begins this little passage and he cries out, open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from thy law. As we live this life and sojourn through it, camping through it, I like to think. In New Zealand, they call walking on trails tramping. As we're tramping through this life, what satiates our souls is the knowledge and understanding of wonderful things from his law. So he calls out to see those wonderful things, to be taught. And we know it's the Holy Spirit who teaches us, who gives us insight into his word. And so as we pray this, we know that it's going to be answered exactly the way we pray it. He deals with all of us in different ways. We know that for sure. But we also know that when we pray that, when our heart longs to know God's word, he's in the process of teaching us his word and showing us those wonderful things. One of the wonderful things that we see in his word is that the struggles, the heroes of the faith that have gone before us, have the same struggles, had the same struggles that we had. And that gives our faith confidence. It's wonderful to know that we love David, and we love Sarah, we love Rahab, we love Ruth, we love Jeremiah, and it's wonderful to see that their struggles are our struggles. And we've seen that the chief results of our prayers, remember the ultimate reason, result of our prayers, is that God gets the glory. The chief reason is to conform us to his will, we know God is answering that as well, not only showing us wonderful things, but conforming us to his will as we know and study his word. Thank you, Jesus. He's going to answer that prayer. And the more we study his word, the more knowledge and the more precisely he answers that prayer for us. I just thought of this in the moment. It would hardly be fair to cry out, open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from thy law and to never look into his law, would it? We have talked a lot, brothers and sisters, over the last year, more than a year, that we can experience eternal life right here and right now, at least in a measure. But that measure grows and becomes greater when we pray for God to teach us through his word, and then we study his word. And we see in 1 Peter 2, 1, that we are encouraged to, to, to do that. Peter says, therefore, putting aside all malice and guile and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, newborn babes long for the pure milk of the word, that by it you may grow in respect to salvation, if you've tasted the kindness of the Lord. What a great thing. We know that we are growing and maturing as we look into his word. And Peter calls us to long for like a baby longs to be fed, we long for the pure milk of the word. 
and Jesus in the book of John is confronting the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and he makes a point. They are relying and trusting on the word of God, just that they have the word of God. But Jesus tells them, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is these that bear witness of me. Eternal life is not having a Bible. Eternal life is looking into the scriptures, asking God for his insights, seeing the witness, the Holy Bible, Jesus, who is the Christ. And if we slip back to John seventeen twenty seven, he says, Sanctify them in the truth. Thy word is truth. And our sanctification comes as we look into the word of God and we study the word of God and we pray through the word of God. We ask for wonderful things from the word of God. And as a reminder, we do have a full-fledged, real conversation with the Holy God of the universe. When we talk to him, when we pray, he talks to us through his word. And we've seen examples of that before. When the psalmist again cries out, Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things from thy law. That's what we're after. That's how we want to hear from God. That's the other part of our conversation. And we can know for sure, and our souls can take great encouragement because we know every call to God for wonderful things from His law will be answered, not only for ourselves, but for all the people that we pray for. Do whatever or however you list your prayer requests. I would encourage you to add for your own encouragement, for your own edification, the call for God to open up His Word to you and show you wonderful things from His law. That is also one piece of our joy and the peace that we have. That's part of our abundant life, listening to God through his word. Thank you, Jesus, for this midweek encouragement. Help us to be ready to study and to seek you and to talk to you. And as again, the psalmist says in another place, we will eagerly watch for your answer and we will eagerly watch for your answer through your word. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Again, thank you everyone who listens and every time you listen, I really do appreciate it. Until the next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Amen again. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Free Range Preacher. We hope you enjoyed it and will join us for our next broadcast coming up soon. For Fred and myself, this is Richard Durrington saying, make it a godly fun-filled day.